guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys and welcome to the Happy Single Mums podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a wonderful lady from America. Her name is Kim Williams and she has her own podcast. Um, it is called Single Black Motherhood. And I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> when I was actually doing research about um, wanting to become a podcaster, your podcast was the first one I ever, ever actually Oh really? How cool is that? It is so amazing. I actually have you on. So I'm so grateful that you are on and you've taken up the time to actually come on the podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Could you You're please... so welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So Kim, please tell the audience a bit about yourself and your single mommy journey. Yeah. So my name is Kim. I have a podcast. It's actually called Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black, but I have a community on Instagram. It's called Single Black Motherhood. And so um, just a little bit about me. I have a daughter. She is eight years old. I am a manager um, in medical staff service. So I work in healthcare during the day and by night. I like to say I am a content creator. I love creating content and building community. Um, the online space has really blessed my life in such a tremendous way over the past three years that I've been doing this. And I, <laughs> I'm just so blessed to be here. So I hope that gives a little bit about me. So yeah, awesome. so motherhood journey. you can um, ask any questions you want to know. Um, I'm happy to answer them. I feel like I could go all over the place with that. <laughs> so how did you become a single mom then? Yeah, so I broke up with my daughter's father. We were never married. Um, I had my daughter pretty young, around 21. I got pregnant at 21, my 21st birthday, um, ironically. <laughs> and I had her um, right before I turned 22. And so her dad and I, we were trying to work things out, um, but they didn't really get any better. Like I said, we were both young and he was doing his thing. I think I was working two jobs at the time. And I think that really had a lot to do with like me not feeling like he was like really helping or him not wanting to do certain things. And then our lack of communication. Um, so I was like, okay, like we have to do better. If not, I am just going to end this because there's no sense in us being together if we're not like working together and helping each other raise this kid. Um, so I ended our relationship. Uh, maybe a couple months later after that, I moved to Houston. If you're from the US, then you know that I moved from Mississippi to Houston and that's about a six and a half hour drive. And I started my life as a single mom at that point. So I was 22 then, I'm 30 now. So yeah, about eight years later, here we are. <laughs> did you move to Houston? Did you have any family there or you just packed up your stuff? So I did move there with some family members that I knew. Um, now, we were not close family members, but they were just like, hey, you know, we could help you out. We think we you would prosper here, right? Okay. So I moved with them. It was in about six or seven months um, until I realized that I needed to move out because this was not the ideal situation. At first... First three months, it was great. But after that, things started to go downhill. And I just really realized that I need to be in my own space with my child. Uh, because living with other people, you just can't control, you know, what goes on in their house. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so brave of you. Just like knowing that, you know what, this relationship isn't fitting my needs and just packing up your stuff and going. Like, yeah, I and again, that. I was really 
still young, so. <laughs> so would you do that now? Because I know you relocated now, haven't you? Because I saw. Yeah, your, your yeah. Thing. So I first moved to Houston, and now I'm living in Arizona. So yeah. What are you? Are, so do you have family members? Do you have like a family network in that? In that? I don't know anybody here at all. I live in a small mountain town, and yeah, it's just my daughter and I. And we are I- like. 19 20 hours away from family so we couldn't even get there um in a car in a day if we wanted to (laughs) we literally have to fly um and it's about a three and a half hour flight and then another hour and a half drive to get to my family that is amazing that is so brave like you That is the most, that's the bravest thing ever. Like just to say, do you know what? I'm going to go out alone and yeah, you've done it once and you can do it again. And yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I think. (laughs) And you're thriving. So like, what have you learned about yourself since becoming a single mother then? Oh my gosh, where do I start? (laughs) I've learned so much. Oh my gosh. I think probably the biggest lesson I've learned is self less nest right because before having my daughter it was all about me so everything was about what I wanted to do what I wanted for my life but then when my daughter came along it's like now I have to think about somebody else and I have to think about like what's best for her and her life versus just thinking about what's best for me so I think if I could give like one big lesson like selflessness would be it Mm. (laughs) yeah yeah I I do think that being a parent has taught me how to be selfless as well I I often say to people that selfish people can't have kids no you cannot because every minute you're thinking you have to share everything your time your money your resources like literally every single thing you have to share it and it's crazy because even when my son was quite young I didn't realize that even going to the store was like it's you have to take the baby along with you you can't leave the mm-hmm. child in the car when you're buying gas you have to unclick the the, the child seat carry the child going yeah. like things that you don't even fathom like it's not about you anymore it's about this little person and yeah. I I actually can't remember life before I had my son he's 10 now but I actually can't the only thing I can remember I, I will tell you was being able to go into a shop and buy something without looking at the tag that's what <laughs> <laughs> That is what I can remember. I remember that girl. I remember that girl. But now I'm like looking at the tag, seeing if there are any coupons or any codes or any discounts. But that, mm-mm. kids completely, they just change your life. But I think it's for the better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I for definitely can <laughs> tell you about some improvements that I've made. Um, and plus, like, I just think I didn't even really know a lot before you know becoming a mom either because I was still I felt like I was a child raising a child because people say like okay 18 you're an adult but I don't think you're really matured at 18 there's still a lot of learning that you have to learn (laughs) like uh, there's just so much that you don't know at that age and then trying to raise a kid on top of that like it grows you up really fast no, you're, you're completely right. And I do, even me being, I'm 34 now. And when I look at young mums, I'm, I'm like maybe like a young 16 year old girl that's got two kids. I'm just looking at how I'm a single mom and I'm still sweating. So how are you, <laughs> how are you doing it? Like, it's just, yeah. it, it boggles my mind. It really, really boggles my mind. But you've got um, your, your, your platforms predominantly for black single mothers. Why did you go down that avenue? Because I know obviously you're a, a black woman as well. I'm a black woman, but why did you choose that route? 
Yeah, so when I first set out on this journey of creating a podcast, I did that because there were no single Black moms podcasting. Um, there was one podcast I found of single Black moms, uh, but they were well off. Like they had support. I think they were divorced moms. They were doing great in their careers. They were older, but they weren't me and they weren't um, giving me advice to the situations that I was going through. So I was like, I have to be that person. And then Googling, you know, a lot of stuff about single mothers, I always saw a lot of bad statistics about single black moms. So I was like, I have to change the narrative. I have to show the world that single black moms are out here thriving. Like we are more than what the statistics say that we are. So I have to be that voice you know, and yeah. I have to bring on other moms to show them that it's not just me that's just out here, you know, making moves and doing things, but there are other single black moms that are killing it, yeah. you know. But I'm so grateful that you're like, you are the trailblazer in regards to taking that, that ah, and, and running because we do, we do need it. And I was saying to um, someone on my last podcast, that like even when you go onto YouTube and type in single mothers, the the worst things come up like you'd see like oh my know, gosh yes like men saying what 10 reasons why you should not date us I feel like we need more and even down to like my podcast when I interview a lot of women I'm interviewing people that have started like TikToks for, for single moms and I'm like yes we need that we need more yeah positive. we need it yeah we need more positive um affirmation because the statistics say that there are millions of single moms out there but when you're actually in this situation you feel alone but there's so many single moms that are out there and we need more people to be like, look, I'm in it. I'm thriving. I'm working. I'm raising my child and I'm killing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm killing it. So I was going to ask you, um, what one piece of advice would you give to your younger self then? So if someone listening right now and they're 21 and they're pregnant and they don't know what to do, what would you have, what would you have liked someone to tell you? I would have asked for help. I think that was the lesson that I needed back then because I was 21. And I remember my grandma telling me when I went out to college, she said, um, you know, don't be having sex and you need to get on birth control. But I didn't really get the sex education piece. I just got the piece about, you know, getting on birth control. So when I got to college, I got off birth control, ended up getting pregnant mm -hmm. and, um, tried to do the thing on my uh, on my own you know I tried to raise my daughter by myself although you know I had her dad obviously but just not asking for help um I think I probably would have been in a much better place a lot faster had I asked for help but just being in the mindset of thinking like nobody really wanted to help me because now I'm a single mom and I make them look bad or you know just all the negative things that I thought about myself um I think I would have like reached out you know to yeah. another probably mom or single mom tried to look for those resources earlier on I think now there's beauty in so many different single mom communities you know and I was like I was saying this on somebody else's podcast a couple of weeks ago I said if I knew about the power of community back then like I know now I would have gotten in this thing a whole lot sooner yeah. because it can do just amazing things for your life you know yeah. you get to see people who are doing things that you want to do or they've been where you're already at right they've been there done that type of thing and they can guide you so you don't have to make certain mistakes yeah. and so yeah 
I think my advice just to wrap it all up is ask for help and find community if you are a young single mom. Those are my two biggest pieces of advice. But I would, yeah, you're completely right in, in that respect. And I would echo that. I think and even with me, I had so many people trying to offer me help and I felt it like I felt like it was an insult like I don't know what I'm doing and I was like no 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 I, I, I know how to do this and in actual fact I didn't I didn't know what the heck I was doing and I was yeah. upset crying all the time and you have to realize that people are there and I, I, I don't know whether you're a Christian or but I feel like God yeah. places people around you he does not cushion the the load but we as people we just we just don't want to, I, I didn't want to get any help from people and they, they were there to actually, it, when I look back, I'm like, I wish I had taken more help because I was burnt out crying every single night. Thankfully, if anyone wow. wants to take my son for a week and I'm like, uh-uh, let me help you, I'll pack his bags, you know? And it wasn't until like, I started like reading books on like CEOs and business owners. And one thing that they say is that the richest people in this world, they delegate you know a lot mm-hmm. of people ask for help in regards to any weaknesses that you have and I think oftentimes that we as women we just think we can do it all and the smart thing to do is to delegate if I cannot if I'm working all week and I can't do the cleaning hire someone to do the cleaning she listen do- that's on my list for 2022 I'm just like somehow I have to get it in my budget <laughs> so that I can hire at least for starters once a month because <laughs> Uh, that's just something I did not yeah we cannot especially as single moms we cannot do everything when I even look back at all the shows I used to love watching when I was growing up I shared this in my podcast I used to like watching like the the king and I the sound of music all of them they were all the help they were the help (laughs) you know they were all the nannies you know I'm just like what they actually ask for help and I'm here trying to be superwoman with having an S on my chest no 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 I ripped that S off and I I, I change it to help <laughs> help me okay H okay H for help <laughs> help me I need help in certain things that I find that I'm I'm weak on I know that I, when I was doing some research in regards to your um your platform that you have um a single mom guide to earning more I think ultimately as single moms especially when having one income that is a, a struggle that a lot of single moms have in regards to like balancing the book, earning more, knowing what your skills are to be able to actually earn more. So please tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the guide was formed because I was getting a lot of questions from single moms about like earning more at their jobs. And so I was like, listen, y'all can do this. Like, let me put some things together so that, you know, it's just easily accessible. But I literally walked them through like planning and preparing, right? So what do your expenses look like? How much do you need to make minimally so that you can pay the bills or you're not working two and three jobs just to be able to do that? Just be able to live. Like your, if you're going to work extra jobs, like they should be extra. They should not be to where you have to do them to take care of your expenses, okay? And then if you want to save and invest, what does that look like for starters? And how much do you need to make to be able to take care of your expenses plus save and invest, right? So, and then we go through applying for jobs and what that looks like, what to look like, uh, look for in a company. Uh, what are your priorities when you're looking for an employer? You know, what does that look like? So um, not necessarily for entrepreneurship, but more towards like single moms that are trying to look for careers and earn more, right? 
And then we go through um, interviewing and negotiating and what all of that looks like the first 90 days, um, how to continue to have success. Like once you, okay, you got the job now, but what do you need to do to keep it? And what do you need to do to continue growing? Because if you know me, I don't like to be stagnant. I like to continuously grow. So I'm always on the move. You know, as you can see, I've moved several times and I will do what it takes to get to where I want to be, right? And I think that the guide literally walks single moms through getting to that place, you know, figuring out those basic things and understanding what they want for their lives so that they can earn more. It's hard to, to say, like, I want to earn 60, 70, $80,000, but you don't know why you want to earn it, or you don't know, know what's important for you. Like you can still be a great mom. You can still earn good money and show up for your kids. Like all of this is possible for you. Um, and so that is what that guide is designed to do. And literally it has worksheets after each section so that it takes them through questions and they get to answer them. And, you know, just basically yeah. what I've done to get to where I am literally the guide I wish I would have had <laughs> yeah. no that is so brilliant and it's so needed because um I used to work for the court service for the ministry of justice and I worked there for 10 years and I stayed in that job because mm-hmm. I needed I needed the money I thought I needed the money and when I am handed in my notice everyone thought I was crazy but I speak to so many moms that are in jobs that they hate because they feel like I need this job or they're afraid to move. Yeah. And so I'm just like, no, like I remember a mom telling me that she's afraid because her and her boss had, you know, a really good working relationship. I'm like, so you don't think you can find that anywhere else? Like you can go to another job, make more money and have a good relationship with your boss, you know, or if you don't, then just be there temporarily, but get your coins and then go somewhere else, you know? So there's ways to do what you want to do. You just have to step outside of fear. Yeah. Step outside out of fear. Yeah, you're right. And, but I read that studies say that women actually don't actually ask for a promotion no yeah but you know I am all about teaching and moms especially single moms like how to ask for what they want it's just like it's simple like I think I wrote in the guide like go in and negotiate as if you were a white male because they always ask for what they desire and we meanwhile are out here scared sometimes they aren't even qualified for half of what they asked for but they asked for it anyway anyways and the least they could do is tell you no or we can do this but we can't do that and then that's where you start negotiating you know and so it's just a matter of you getting comfortable with asking asking for what you want yeah you're, yeah and I think the worst the thing is the worst they can say is no do you understand but right. at, least you, at least you ask right and so the more you ask the more you become you become comfortable with asking and getting told yes or no you know yeah. like you're not afraid of rejection yeah. you're not afraid of being told no because you've asked before and you've gotten a yes or you've gotten a no but now you know what both feels like right exactly and um yeah like you said about going there like a like a white man I, I, <laughs> confident white male <laughs> Bob let's call him Bob so yeah what with the study that I was reading Bob even if he had like 20% of the skill sets for the job men will actually still apply in comparison to women that will have 70% of the skill yes. set and then they would apply and I just think that look this is the only life we get after this 
There is no there's round no. two, there's mm -hmm. no reset button. And don't wait for your kids to grow and go. If you see a promotion, if you want to start a business, there's, and the thing is we live in such a magnificent era. I feel like we even have too much information to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. It's information it's like overload. Information sometimes. overload, but mm -hmm. the opportunities are there, go for it. Do you understand? Yeah. And I think ultimately, if your kids can even see you going through it, that's within itself is inspirational. Like I did my master's whilst I was pregnant, you know, so wow. I was working full time. You. Yeah, so I was yeah. working full time and, pre and pregnant and do my master's. And I want to, by God's grace, do my doctorates as well. So, yes. yeah, so it's just Go about just doing it, even do it afraid, do it afraid. Yeah. The worst, even with the pod, my podcast, I just, I was so afraid. My first ever episode, how I became a single mom. I think I recorded it like four times and I still am afraid to listen. Oh my to gosh. It. I think I recorded mine over and over too. But I was also like not in this era where you have so many resources about podcasting. But, you know, just a few years ago, it was like I just knew how to start. And so I literally opened up my laptop, started recording. I didn't have a mic. I didn't have a nice camera. I have anything. I used what I had on the floor of this crappy apartment I was staying in. But listen, the podcast has changed so many lives. And I'm just like in awe. So keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. Podcasts are definitely necessary, you know, for yeah. these moms that are out here. I think every woman should podcast, you know, because I think that ultimately you can learn so much with different styles, like the different ways people do things that you just think, oh my God, that's, even with my son, when like when we're in bed together, he'll be watching TikTok and he'll say, mom, look at this hack. And I'm looking at these hacks and I'm like, oh my God, I never knew that this is how you're meant to actually <laughs> clean this or do that. So honestly, yeah. everyone has a story. Everyone has a unique way of doing things and you can educate and help someone. And ultimately like I get messages from people from around the world because with a podcast I, I have you can see analytics of different countries yeah yeah and I'm like countries that I've never even been to or even heard of people are listening yes, I'm just like God is yeah a, a mom uh emailed me the other day and she found my podcast on Spotify and I haven't podcasted in a while let me just say that <laughs> and so she said that she went all the way back to the first episode and she's been listening to every episode and it's really helped her and I was just like oh my gosh you know my podcast is still out here helping people when it's been probably like three four years ago you know yeah. but where do you get your strength from oh uh, god <laughs> god is the source of my strength but then also just I think waking up every day knowing that I have a choice to make right I'm either gonna lay there for a little while and think about like you know, this day is going to be horrible or not good or so many things are going to happen or I'm going to be optimistic about my day and I'm going to um, speak over my day and I'm going to say, you know what, today is going to be a good day. I'm going to go, I'm going to read my devotion. I'm going to say my prayer. I'm going to go work out. Uh, we're going to have a great day today, you know, and I think that just wanting to be better than I was yesterday and wanting to continue to grow each and every day, I think really keeps me fueled. And it keeps me motivated. So my motivation really comes from within. I guess my strength does too, just knowing that I have to be uh, in a good place to be able to do the things I want to do, right? But ultimately, you know, the source of my strength is from God. So him first and then. <laughs> How did you get a relationship with God then? Uh, so it started at a very young age, right? So I grew up in the church. Um, I was there probably every time the doors opened. 
And um, my grandma, you know, she talks about, you know, reading the word, having that relationship with Christ, praying, all of that stuff I learned from my grandma. And then I went to college and I kind of fell off, you know, and I started to do my own thing. And like I said, got pregnant, kind of got out of the church a bit. And then um, during my pregnancy, um, I found or I felt like God was the only person that I could go and talk to that would understand. And so sometimes on my way to work, um, I would just talk to him. I would just cry out to him. And, you know, I would start reading my devotions in the morning again, because that's what I did as a kid. And that's what I did. And that brought me through. And so I got back to that. Um, and then I vowed to like, never get away from that again Mm. and so I think up until this point now like I've continued to do my devotions you know sometimes I journal Um, I don't pray every single morning but I do thank God like that he has blessed me to see another day and so I'm not going to get up here and act like I'm just this person that is holier than thou but you know I try and I do what I can (laughs) I'll say that and I understand like where my help comes from and I acknowledge him and everything that I do and I think that he continues to bless me you know um and keep me because we never missed a meal we never really wanted for anything and I I think that's just because of my relationship with God that is so refreshing and it's so good because I'm I'm a Christian as well and I'm trying to kind of I don't want to shove it down people's throats because I I remember when I wasn't really in the church and people will be talking about God I'm like oh here we go kind of thing but I kid you not God has been so good to me he yes. has been so so good and I remember there was a particular time I was going to the airport and I was in the car and you know like you, those lights um the street lights yeah mm-hmm. so as we were in this car and I drive into the airport and I have never heard so loud like you know people say oh God spoke to me but I mm-hmm. actually heard God say as the pole as we were driving and the pole was in the distance God said do you know Khalifa I don't move you do you know, mm. so he just said to him, and I, that that day I was like, do you know what? I need to realize that every time things have gone left in my life, it's because I'm the one that's walking away. You know, yeah, I'm wow, the, that's good. Yeah, I'm that's the one that's walking good. away. And when I speak to single moms and they're in like the state of I don't know what to do, I'm so upset. He's left me. He, I don't, and I'm just like, God is on your side. He loves you. And even if the two parents might not be legitimate, that child is legitimate. And the reason why I say that child is legitimate is because there's a scripture in Jeremiah that says that before you were formed in your mother's room, I knew you. So that Mm -hmm. means that that child of yours has a a purpose on this earth. Like look at Obama, like he's mom and dad left him. He was raised by his grandparents, but he became the president. You know, so every child has a reason why they're there no matter how you got pregnant whether it was the back of a Cadillac (laughs) you know (laughs) that that child has an aim and a reason why they're on this earth and I was going to say to you as well that I've been reading a lot of like stories on on Yahoo and what have you of a lot of single moms committing suicide and it really really breaks my heart the fact that God is there there's so many support, there's so much support that's online and people are, that, that can actually assist and love you. So what, what, what advice would you give to a mom that's listening right now that just doesn't know where to turn, what to do, and they're possibly having suicidal thoughts? 
I gotta say, you know, it's one thing to have community online, mm-hmm. but it's not always super helpful when you're in those spaces. So I think it's important to have community close to you, like physical community, right? I think that is so valuable. I'm not trying to say online communities are not valuable, but um, just getting around those people who really care about you. And if you're going through a season right now, then don't be afraid to uh, reach out and find a therapist or um, call the crisis hotline. I don't know what the number is, but somebody that you can talk to um, when you're feeling low, you know? And I think, I don't know how it is there in the UK, but I know here in the US, there's EAP. You can get a therapist for free. Um, Mm -hmm. If you have Medicaid, that's free. Um, If you have like little income, there are sliding skills for that. There's all types of resources out there. And so if you're in that place, like you definitely need to get um, connected with somebody that you can talk to that can help because I truly believe in the power of therapy and in changing your life but then also if that's not enough then a psychiatrist is somebody who can prescribe you something that is going to help take that off like let us not discount the power of medication either mm-hmm. um, you know so do what you need to do in this moment and don't feel bad about it mm-hmm. it's like you have to help yourself so that you can help your kids if you don't get help you won't be able to to help your kids I just don't know, you know, um, I never experienced the suicidal thoughts up close and personal, but I did interview somebody um, who was thinking of suicide, who um, changed her mind about it. And uh, it seemed like she just felt she was so isolated. And so if you have friends um, that, you know, are around you didn't talk to them if you don't feel like you can talk to your friend again go to a therapist Mm -hmm. but I think as single moms you really have to be better about choosing people that really care about us because if I see my friend drifting away um there's no way I'm just gonna allow her to continue drifting and we're gonna go days without talking Mm -hmm. uh and so I think we really have to be better about you know choosing the right people too in our circles so that we when we do go through those hard times and we get to a place as you know like having suicidal thoughts we have people around us that can lift us lift us up out of those situations Mm -hmm. Um, because it's just like you know being a single parent can be a large burden for some especially um, if you don't have those type of people around you it's like you don't know what to do you don't know where to go and yeah we do have tons of access online but you know are people really utilizing those online resources like they are the ones that they can go to in person probably not if they are suicidal you know so we just have to think about that too yeah no you're completely right and yeah people are there to to love on you and to help you and um I like what you said about if you're in that season because I think ultimately with single motherhood there's there's certain seasons that we go through and especially mm-hmm. with me there's certain seasons where I'm fine and then there's holiday seasons like now where I'm feeling a bit lonely you know and there's seasons yeah. whereby you're mm-hmm. you're you don't have money and the seasons whereby you have so much so just realize that it is a season and it, if you can go through this particular season and survive you can survive anything else and I say to people that yeah. pregnancy for me was the hardest <laughs> you know mm-hmm. going through a pregnancy alone was the hardest like if I can survive that I can survive anything that the world throws throws at me there's no cost that is too heavy to bear that yeah. you can't you can't survive but you know um 
there are signs, I will say, because the one story that I read with a girl who um, committed suicide, she had posted some things on her Facebook yeah. and nobody really reached out, I'm guessing. And, and I just, like, it makes me feel a certain type of way because it's like, what friends did she really have? Yeah. Or where was community? And so that is why I preach so heavily about getting in community and finding those people that are rooting for you, like really rooting for you, that will check on you in your time of need because they understand because they've also been through seasons and they've made it out of them, mm. you know? And we can't be afraid to say, listen, like, you got to go get some help. Like, um, I, and I say this in a most respectful way, but I see what you're going through, you know, just not being afraid to tell a sing, another single mom that it's okay to go and get help, you know? Yes, help, help is there and it's beneficial and yeah, get people around you that are rooting for you. Can we talk about your retreat? Ah, yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell the audience a bit about your retreat. Yeah. Yes. So I love travel. And when I say I love travel, I like to go places, experience like new cultures. And I also like to bring my daughter along. But every time I talk about these things, I understand that a lot of single moms have not had the opportunity to travel or they haven't traveled with a group of other people. And so they've been asking me for a while, like, Kim, we need a trip or we want to do this or we want to do that. And so finally, I've been able to take my experience and my love for travel and put it together and create this retreat for single moms. I don't know if there's any other single mom retreat out there. I was trying to Google and I saw like a lot of churches that hold retreats, but they're not like this. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, we're going to get together for a weekend because I do understand that some moms are like, well, I don't have a babysitter that could babysit longer than a weekend or, you know, I don't feel comfortable with being away from my kid for over more than a weekend. So it's okay. We're just doing three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where you could just focus on you, you know, like relax, renew and retreat. I'm just so excited about it. And I have some amazing moms that are coming to uh, help me out and host some sessions and they've changed the lives of some moms from like mindset to um getting out of the single mom mentality and becoming a married mom so I think like that's important because there are moms who desire marriage even after becoming a single mother I literally asked the was it yesterday day before about how moms are feeling about Thanksgiving and I remember one mom she was so honest and she said that you know, she's grateful, but sad that she doesn't have the family that she once dreamed of. And I was like, that is real. And I think it's important for us to note that we can experience two emotions at one time. Like we could be happy, but we could also be sad. Um, and those two things can exist at one time. So I think just creating a safe space where we can get together um, at one time and just have those conversations and relax and take time for ourselves. I think it's going to be amazing. Brilliant. So when is it? Yeah, it's July of 2022, and it's going to be in Tulum, Mexico. And I love to do Tulum. I think it's the perfect place to, like, have a retreat um, just because of its ambiance, you know? It's, like, a place where you can um, relax. And I think it's grown popular over the years, but there's just so much beauty there, um, jungles and everything. So that, I'm looking forward to the, it. Is that where there's, a, like, a woman with a heart? A woman with a heart. People yeah there's like a, a big there's a, a statue of a woman where a lot of people take pictures of in Tulum 
Oh, I don't know. I didn't take a picture when I went there. So <laughs> I don't know. We actually stayed last time I went, we stayed in a residential area. Okay. Um, yeah. And we just explored. So yeah, I don't recall. Yeah. I'll send you the picture. There's a, but there's a particular area where I see a lot of people taking pictures. It's like, a, yeah, like, yeah it's, it is so beautiful, but I'll send, I'll send you the picture. So yeah, if anyone yeah. knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's your um, one wish for single mothers? My one wish, that's hard. I just really wish that more single moms would believe in themselves, like believe bigger for their lives. Because a lot of times I hear, I can't do this, or I don't have time for this, or, um, you know, there's, they just put so many limits on their own lives. And I just wish that we would stop that. So um, yeah, that would be my wish is that more single moms would believe bigger and would believe in themselves a whole lot more than what they do. Because by doing that, they're able to accomplish so much more because it starts with the mind first. It's like, if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe you're capable and you're worthy of more, it's going to be hard to get there. Yeah, and this isn't on the questions that I sent you, but how have you found <laughs> dating as a single mom? Oh my gosh, uh, I just had another podcast interview and she asked me the same thing and um, dating seems to be a challenge. I live in a mountain town, so obviously I'm really not going to meet anybody here. Uh, it's mostly white retirees <laughs> where oh, I live. No, what's wrong with that? Yeah, so I'm just like, ah, no, but I have tapped into online dating quite a bit and um I just, I don't know. I just think it's a challenge because I battle with the thoughts of investing my time and resources because obviously I have to get a sitter if I'm going to go out on a date. Um, but just with people who don't really have a vision for themselves. And so um, most people my age, I'm 30 or 34. So I don't know if you see this um, in London or on the UK side, but uh, most guys are just out here having fun yeah. at my age. And I'm just like, where are the serious people? Yeah. The people that are dating to get to know somebody versus just dating to lay down Um, or, you know, have somebody to go out for drinks with, you know, and so I just, I find that so often and um, yeah, it's just a challenge. I do find it very, very challenging and um, even me being 34, I still have the same, same issues. I find it difficult. The online thing I've tried, I didn't like it. I shared this on my podcast that when I actually tried online dating, I saw three of my friends' husbands on girl so I had to delete I was like oh my god if I can see you you can see me (laughs) so I deleted the app but I just don't find it really authentic but it's difficult because we've survived a global pandemic where are are people meeting people when I actually speak to like when I go out and I see older couples I always ask them it's something that I do it's weird I'm like where did you meet you know and I hear the weirdest stories like oh I was at a petrol station and I saw her or I was at the pharmacy and I and I'm just like so like what so there must be hope for me instead of just yeah. oh, I could be walking one day and fall over and Prince Charming could just pick me up because I just it's really really hard nowadays yeah and I will say though um I have had some good conversations with people yeah. um, through the online dating space but I have no expectations for mm-hmm. these apps and I think that has also helped me but just really um thinking of dating as collecting data versus like oh my gosh I'm gonna find my husband or you know I just think of it as another way to meet people that I wouldn't be able to meet otherwise because like look where I live (laughs) so 
I don't really have, you know, an opportunity to meet people here. Otherwise, um, I'm like an hour and a half outside of Vegas. So yeah, I could go to some events there, but we are also in a pandemic. So just, you know, really thinking about it like that. And so I will say that my experience has been horrible, but I just think finding somebody when you're like trying to date with a purpose is challenging uh, versus just finding random people to go out with because I mean I could go out on tons of dates if that's what I want to do but that's not it and I don't want to waste my time like that (laughs) so yeah yeah you're right in my god because I when I spoke to pastor R.C. Blakes he he said that when women go out on dates they need to find out it's collecting data it's just mm-hmm. not putting all your eggs in one basket he says that a lot of times we as women we we're all we on a date and a guy seems like he's a normal human being and we're already at the aisle you know when <laughs> we're already like yeah ding ding ding, ding when in actual fact you need to find out you know the energy of the man who does he, yeah. is he actually who he says he is you know mm-hmm. and not just run this run the marathon with him and just finding out who is this person and not invest so quickly we right. I think sometimes we invest so quickly like okay it's a magnificent day I can't wait to see this person again and in actual fact he might you know be a serial killer you only met him one time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I think uh sometimes we place these expectations on people and then when they don't meet them it's like we are crushed and then we think all men are bad or all men are in this bucket when they're not and we just have to learn how to manage our expectations yeah. and I think we could probably appreciate the dating process a whole lot more so and I-, I enjoy the conversations with people I'm not even gonna lie but it's just that you know during uh, having these conversations and realizing that this person is not serious or they're not trying to date with a purpose it's just like it's no sense in me wasting my time and be ready know? to say no be ready because yeah. that's something that I I've learned as the older that I get that if I'm on a date with someone and there's certain red flags things that I don't like I would say lovely day it's lovely to meet you but I think we'll be best and I've had some insults from some guys like would you meet I'm like I think we should just be friends you know mm-hmm. be- I had a guy to tell me that actually um and it, I was fine with it he told me that he felt like I didn't have enough time for him to show me who he really was and I'm like well part of me was like well how much time do you need I mean like I'm trying to make time to you know go out on these dates and you're really not even what I would be going for but I'm trying to be open here but you know what I was like squash all of that Kim let it go like you clearly do not have the time for whatever he's trying to do and that's okay um so I was like you know thank you for letting me know because he could have just like not ever said anything again you know but I appreciate you um giving me this feedback so but I think that ultimately as well the more time you spend learning um about yourself as a woman the more time Mm -hmm. and that's what I do I read loads of books like I I read the book attached on like um five love languages knowing who Mm -hmm. you are what you like what you actually want because I think sometimes we don't know what we want what we want come on yes yeah when you know what you want when something is presented to you you'll be able to say this is what I like this is what I don't like you know so we need to that's good yeah we need to spend that time no don't look at single like I said it's seasonal sometimes you can feel lonely sometimes you can feel right but don't spend your time being single chasing after a man because the worst thing for you to do is for you to settle and then when you get to where you're meant to be you know in life (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then you see the caliber of men <laughs> that are there 
and then yes. you are stuck with Bob. <laughs> so just work on yourself and, you know, think about the woman you want to be and the kind of relationship she would have. And yeah, don't, don't sell her out. Don't sell her out. Invest in, invest in you. The time that yeah. we are single, love her first, put her first. So yeah, that's, that's just my advice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's funny, you're in the UK and I matched with a guy from the UK and we had a conversation. Because like, obviously, I don't think we'll ever meet, but he just happened to be on a VPN or whatever. And so we ended up matching, but we had a really good conversation about dating. And like, he was asking me these questions about like the type of guy I wanted. And so like, I you know, rambled off some things, but then we had another conversation and he was like, uh, so I don't remember you saying that you wanted X, Y, Z in a guy, but then you talked about, um, you look at X, Y, Z. So you need to become more clear on what you want. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good. But just like you said, it's like, oftentimes we don't know how to communicate what we actually want. Like we think we know, but then when we talk about it, it's, it's a little different. Yeah. So we got to get really clear on that. So I was like, oh, I got some work to do. Yeah. And I appreciate you taking out time to really like have this dialogue with me. Um, so I, like I said, I enjoy the conversations with the people that I come across. So it's, it's great for me. I, I learn. <laughs> it's good. And it's, you have to, and I think that also- You have to be open too, because obviously every woman is not going to be like me, right? Because he was like, he didn't feel like he could have this conversation with just anybody. Yeah. But the fact that we were able to have this dialogue I think it said a lot about me and my growth so yeah you do yeah I think you're you're completely right in regards to him being open and transparent with you I think that's I think that's good I think a lot of men need to do that instead of stringing women along because one thing we can't get back and I think oftentimes we as women as well when you're in like a rubbish relationship or toxic relationship that's the new buzzword now like we think about the time that we've invested you're like I've given this person five years I can't just leave on my investment now you know and (laughs) And we as women were like natural project managers. So we're there like fixing, fixing a man. No, ma'am. And, in actual, <laughs> and I've seen it happen so many times as well with like a lot of my friends and even I'm guilty of it, whereby you help a man with the CV, you help a man with this, help a man with that. And you fix this man so well that when the relationship breaks up, the other woman is getting your investment, you know, that, you it's know. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. She can have the, the investment because you know what? I'll get, I'll get the harvest from that seed that I've sown over there and I'll get my blessings over here and that's okay so you just have to look at it in a different light I think um Audrey dear single mommy on Instagram I don't know if you follow her but she had a guest on uh, one of her Instagram lives and he was talking about how a lot of women do that it's like I did all of this for him but now you know like somebody else has to get that and he's like no you know you did that for him those were your blessings to him and that's okay so now you're going to receive tenfold of what you gave to him and how you contributed to his life and so we just have to look at it in a different light you know versus like worrying about like how much time we put into him or this and that it's like no we did the time over there that's okay now we're moving forward you know but we were not focusing on yesterday don't focus on yesterday and I, I listened to someone on um, on Instagram and she was saying about have women having a um, set standard and you don't fall from your standard because she was saying that there was a guy that she was talking to and he was meant to take her out on a date and she told him be at my house at nine o'clock it was nine fifteen. he was late he knocked on the door 
she was like uh-uh I'm not coming <laughs> she said I am not coming you were late yeah and shut the door on him he was begging her shut the door on him and then he was begging like saying look I please let me take you out again the second time she said all right fine I'll let you take me out on a date again he was there 8 45 yeah <laughs> so I think that as women as well we we need to know that there are a thousand of them yeah, yeah. there's only one of you so mm-hmm. even if it's it's you are not being um like I don't know you're not being bougie if you have a standard for yourself like even if it's not the the time keeping thing even if it's just the way in which a man speaks to you like no if you from the very beginning if you if you say this is these are my deal breakers don't don't call me this don't treat me like that open the door when I'm coming towards the car he will do that and another thing I heard a woman say that I it blew my mind she said that when you're meeting a new man and you're speaking to them about your previous relationship never say anything negative Mm, she said that imagine if you're on a date with a man and you you say to a man that oh my partner used to buy me flowers all the time he used to take me on vacation he used to do this he used to do that and just buff that person up just just she was the same just imagine if you told a man that this is what my my ex-partner used to do he'd be thinking things like oh my god like most why women, are you here why are you not with him instead yeah, but, but most like, women, i don't want to hear that but most, most women we give up we give them the oh he did this to me he did that to me he you know we give them the negative story so why then yeah. would they not do exactly the same thing and pretend like they're a wonderful guy and in actual fact thinking to themselves that woo chile she doesn't know what she's <laughs> got, what she's got herself into with me <laughs> but yeah that's yeah. just that's just by the by have you got any plans for the holiday season? You just had Thanksgiving, haven't you? Yeah, we just had Thanksgiving. Uh, my daughter and I, we were just at home. Uh, Christmas, we're going to visit my grandparents and some other family. So we're going to fly there. Uh, but that's really it. You know, just spending time with family. Um, oh, brilliant. Yeah, how about you? Um, we are having a massive um Christmas do um yeah I think there's going to be like 15 of us I'm not making the turkey because wow. I don't know how to make, I don't my turkey always comes out dry I don't know why I've checked oh. everything on YouTube it's still I've got the dry dry ass turkey so I'm not I'm not tackling the turkey at all this year um but yeah we're having a massive family do so I'm looking forward to that looking forward to that that sounds good where can people find you on social media yeah, at Single Black Motherhood everywhere. <laughs> so just find me on Instagram or Facebook and I'll be there or singleblackmotherhood.com. Oh, brilliant. I want to say thank you so much for taking out the time for coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. You have been so refreshing. And yeah, it's been magnificent. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs>